One of the most important marketing assets that you can have in your business is your email list. The challenge is how do you get people to open the email and read them? When we check our email, we're looking for something that's actually for us the same way we do in our mailbox. So if you can, you know, show that you're invested in your subscribers, you can share in a relatable way and you stay top of mind, usually about once a week or so you know, you are going to become that guy and you are going to create customers a lot faster. We don't want to be predictable where if Paul was sending you the same package every single week, even if it was your favorite thing, after a while, those packages would start to pile up in the corner of the living room, right? You'd be like, oh, I know what's in there. I can't get to it right now. That's my guest this week, Liz Wilcox. She's known as the fresh princess of email. And in this episode and in fact in uh, two episodes because Liz provided so much information and so much value that we uh, had to split the episode into two parts. Uh, Liz is going to share really why you should be focusing all your time on building a great email list because everywhere else is, as Liz put it, least land. But for you, the real estate investor, having your own email list is the most valuable asset that you can have. Welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast, where we help you build your personal brand and business so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. My name is Paul Kopkin, and every day I work with real estate investors, professionals, and business owners who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right opportunities without feeling inauthentic or spending all day doing it. It's all about communicating how personally brandtastic you are. Because marketing is how to get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. Now, back to the show. Liz, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, email, we probably, I'm going to kick off. By, we, all, we all have too much email. So uh, what's the, what is the reason or the benefit for doing email marketing? Why, why should people even think about sending another email to somebody's inbox? Yeah. So Paul and I were talking before we hit the record and we were talking about, you know, social media, you know, whether you're on TikTok, you're trying to get some Instagram reels going, uh, you know, or something like that, even LinkedIn, you know, that's leased land, right? If you build your platform on leased land, uh, you know, who knows what LinkedIn is going to do tomorrow. Or I know at the time of this recording, I think a few weeks ago, Instagram decided to, you know, quote unquote, change up the game. And everyone was thinking, oh my gosh, what the heck? How do I even use it? They weren't, weren't even sure of what the new features were. Um, so you never know what the owner of the property or of the land is going to do, right? So uh, with email marketing, you own your email list, right? If you decide to pack up and leave tomorrow, you can take your quote unquote tenants with you, right? <laughs> you can take all of those um, email subscribers with you, whether you want to use MailChimp, something like ActiveCampaign, uh, Keep, uh, ConvertKit, anything, you can always take your subscribers with you. The thing that I love the most and why email marketing is so effective is it's very consent-based. Someone has opted into your list. You know, you're not running ads where, you know, like, yeah, sure, I technically consented Facebook to let me uh, or to show me those ads. But with email marketing, it is so effective and you can see such a high return on your investment because it is very consent-based, right? So I've opted in to hear Paul talk about 
uh, you know, real estate investing, the same way you consented when you hit that play button uh, to listen to this post-concussed lady talk about email <laughs> marketing, uh, you know, it's very consent-based. So uh, now that I, I go into the next bullet there, um, for every dollar that you invest in your email marketing, uh, typically when you do it right, when you do it consistently, uh, when you figure out that magic potion for you and your subscribers, you can get up to $40 in return. Uh, there's no way you're going to get that with social media ads, especially with the last couple years of updates. But I'm here to testify that is true. I make a lot more uh, than 40 times return. And that's, you know, email marketing is also inexpensive. Those service providers, sure, you might think, you know, if you've got 100,000 subscribers, then yeah, it's going to get a little more expensive. But when we compare it to paid advertising, um, you know, trying to go to network events, having to travel to conferences, things like that, it really is relatively low cost. And you mentioned two things there, uh, content when you get it right and consistency. So what is a right email? What are the things that, that people need to be thinking about when they're sending an email to their subscriber list? Yeah, so I follow something called the email staircase. So first you have a follower, right? You find somebody somewhere, you listen to a podcast or they find you on social media or you go to a networking event, get them on your email list. And then uh, you can work hard to turn them into a friend. And then uh, once you have a list full of friends, you can have a list full of customers or people who are going to invest with you are going to take your advice, right? Um, because your friends, they know you, they like you, they trust you. You know, they're going to take your advice. They're going to invest in the things you want them to invest in, et cetera. Um, so how the heck do we make friends, right? And uh, take notes. This is personal life or business e and email, right? There's only, uh, there's only three things you really need to do. Uh, number one, invest in them. Show them that you are invested. Now, this doesn't mean, you know, spamming them with emails every single day or anytime, you know, something awesome comes up and you want them to, you know, put a dollar down, right? But it tells that you have to tell them that you're invested in the industry that you are in as well. You can even say things in emails like, oh, I just listened to Paul's podcast. You know, I, I spent an hour trying to learn how to write better emails. So, you know, I don't, I don't suck at them or suck up your time, right? We all have too many emails. Even saying simple things like that, that you think they might not care about. Remember, we are making friends in the inbox. We are trying to build that real relationship with folks, um, you know, for real results later. Number two, share in a relatable way, right? When I first started in the email game, I actually started off as an RV travel blogger. And my ideal customer was a man in his 60s. Now, I don't know if you can tell by my voice or my name, I am not a man in my 60s. Um, so while if you if you Google me right now, I have a very 90s uh, themed brand. I'm wearing a Seinfeld hat right now. I have a, um, you know, NSYNC. You remember that boy band from the 2000s? I have, I have them in the background. Um, but that's, you know, that wasn't relatable to my ideal customer when I was first starting out. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really talking about NSYNC or boy bands or, you know, some of those seventh grade girly things that I loved. Uh, but I was sharing, you know, maybe I was sharing my first concert was Aerosmith and Kiss, right? Um, things like that. I was sharing about, 
well, you get the you get the point. So share in a relatable way. And honestly, the fact that you're human, you know, humans want to connect with other humans. This is actually pretty much the simplest thing you can do. Um, and you might be thinking, oh, well, they don't care about my personal life or they don't care about those things. Um, but the reality is we are living in a market that is personal right now, right? There's a reason why these content creators, you know, TikTok is paying them out, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every day. And, you know, YouTube built their whole, they built their whole business on this idea that people want to see, you know, behind the scenes, right? It's called YouTube, right? <laughs> you upload your content. Remember that? Um, and so, injecting a little bit of personality into your brand, into your emails, sharing in those relatable ways, that is going to be when that person finally invests or, you know, oh, I need to buy this, um, you know, they're going to buy from you because they know you, they like you, they trust you, you have become relatable to them, right? And right. number three, stay top of mind. This is be consistent. This doesn't mean email every hour of the day. It's just think about your ideal person. Um, think about their capacity and just whatever they need for you to stay top of mind. I know, uh, think about a real estate agent who, uh, you know, what real estate agent do you normally go with? The one that's on, first on the list, right? Like, oh, that guy gave me that card, uh, you know, that Uber driver. I think he was a real estate agent. Where's that card, <laughs> right? Um, but think about if, you know, if you were a real estate agent and you were writing emails once a week, when, I find, when Liz finally goes to buy a house, who's she gonna buy from? that person that's been in my inbox once a, once a week right. or once a month, right? So just stay top of mind. Once you do those three things, you know, boom, you've got them and you can basically just say, hey, you know, I have this thing to buy. Do you want it? Right. So when you're talking about consistency, I mean, is there a way to, apart from asking the people, how often do you want to hear from me? But I don't know if you're going to get the right answer. Is it is it kind of a trial and error kind of thing? So if you send monthly and you're not getting much back then maybe you need to increase yeah um, that's exactly frequency. it yeah i usually recommend once a week is enough to stay um top of mind but if that feels like oh my gosh way too much right now or um you know like you simply just don't have the time for that i do recommend starting once a month seeing what happens you know curating some type of newsletter and then to Paul's point, you know, if you're not seeing much traction, your open rate is kind of stagnant, you know, staying the same, nobody's clicking, um, you know, then it's time to maybe do bi-weekly, every other week type of thing and build up to that once a week. Uh, Paul, you mentioned something at the beginning that I think is so important about, you know, we all have too many emails, right? And so to... To that point and Paul's um, most recent question, the inbox is the exact same as the mailbox. Okay, we go out to our mailbox. We've got a few things, right? Okay, that's a bill. I know I don't need to pay that till the 12th. That's going to go in that junk drawer. You know, we all have that tray in the kitchen, right? Where we're like, okay, we don't have to deal with that right now, but we do need to deal with it. It's going over here. That's where that one's going. Oh, this is, this is for Susie. Oh, she moved out years ago. I wish they'd stop reminding me about my ex, right? And so, you know, you throw that one in the trash and then, oh my gosh, Paul sent me something. What the heck could it be? I'm going to open this right away. That's how we interact with our mail, right? 
we do the exact same in the inbox, right? There, I, I guarantee, you know, you can look at your phone right now. You probably have at least 100 unread emails, right? If not tens of thousands, depending on your inbox management. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, that, oh, gosh, that's for Susie. I thought I unsubscribed from that. Oh, you know, that's a bill. I'm just going to type that in when I know I need to pay it. Right. Um, but, oh my gosh, Liz Wilcox sent me something. I wonder what she has to say this week. Right. So becoming that bright spot in the inbox, becoming that person that we search for, that we, you know, cause we're all scrolling. We're looking for something, right. When we check our email, we're looking for something that's actually for us the same way we do in our mailbox. So if you can, you know, show that you're invested in your subscribers, you can share in a relatable way and you stay top of mind, usually about once a week or so, you know, you are going to become that guy and you are going to create customers a lot faster. And how long should an email be for that? I like, I liked your comment, bright, be the bright spot in their inbox. How long should that email be and, and how yeah. much should you be putting in there in terms of things like images or videos? Because I know some of the uh, the filters stop that kind of stuff or they start to reject it or it starts to go into spam. And that's always a risk, isn't it? I'm just going to interrupt the show for a second and tell you that the information that Liz provides both in this episode and the uh, part two is incredible. But that's not even part of what she offers in her special uh, programs and uh, memberships and we have a special offer for listeners so if you go to the show notes uh, and check out uh, the offer that we have for uh, Liz's programs now back to the show yeah I think those are two questions so we'll talk yep. about spam and stuff uh, you know um, save your heart attack for later don't stress too much <laughs> about spam uh, but as far as um, the length, I want you to vary it. As far as using images, videos, always vary it. Um, going back to that mailbox analogy, we want to be familiar. Like, oh yeah, Paul sent me something. I know Paul. But we don't want to be predictable. Where if Paul was sending you the same package every single week, even if it was your favorite thing, after a while, those packages would start to pile up in the corner of the living room, right? You'd be like, oh, I know what's in there. I can't get to it right now, uh, you know, maybe later, right? So with our, with, you know, with the content, with the length, with what's inside, we want to vary it so that we are familiar. Oh, yeah, I know Paul. Paul is really valuable stuff. I wonder what's going on in the podcast this week, um, but not predictable where we know, oh, it's just going to be Paul talking uh, to Liz Wilcox again. Oh my gosh, I get an email. Okay, lady. You know, you want to vary up that content. So in general, I do recommend um, emails that are I don't know, about 400 words or less, keeping them, you know, as short and sweet as possible. That way, when you really have something to share, when you really have something to say, people are more willing to read that long email. If you're constantly really long sharing a story or sharing, you know, 10 different links, you know, we're going to tune that out. Oh, I don't have time for that today. Like Liz, oh my gosh, please stop writing me. I don't have time. You know, I already have a hundred emails that you've already sent me, but if you keep it relatively short, um, pretty valuable, you know, you, you 
make that personal connection, sharing in a relatable way, um, when you really have something to say, people are going to say, oh, wow, he, you know, he sent me something. This is longer than normal. It must be important. I'm going to, I'm going to spend the time to read it, to click over, et cetera. Right. Right. And you mentioned, and we'll come on to spam in a second because we'll we'll talk about kind of open rates. We haven't and forgotten like about spam, guys. We, Don't we, stress. We won't <laughs> but you mentioned uh, stories, or and I know that you're not a fan of storytelling. But oh you, wow! You talk about, Paul really is a listener. <laughs> you talk about relatable, but not storytelling. So. Help help, yeah. the audience under, help the audience understand the difference between the Thank two. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, if you listen to a lot of other email marketers, they're going to tell you, oh, tell a story. It's relatable. And that is 100% true. Uh, you know, I shared the story of the mailbox, right? You got that right away. Everybody understands that. Um, but at the end of the day, people are busy. Their inbox is insanely crowded. So you don't have to tell a story to connect. You can just give a personal update. This is two to three sentences of something that you've done since the last time you emailed that, again, shows you're invested, shares in a relatable way, right, to connect. So it can be as simple as if, you know, let's write Paul's newsletter right now. If he's, uh, you know, he's going to send something out, he's going to say, you know, Hey, Bill, I just got off the phone uh, with this lady named Liz Wilcox. I met her through um, another guest on the show, Jen Campbell. Um, We had a really great talk about email, but that, you know, that episode isn't going to come out until October. I don't know. Uh, You know, so anyway, dot, dot, dot. What I really want to talk about is, you know, this week's episode, uh, this week's deal, this week's, uh, you know, the best article I read this week, whatever the content is you want to share. Um, but, you know, his personal update was just, hey, you know, I just recorded another episode. That is showing that he is invested, right? Oh, email marketing, that's something I need, right? I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to look for that episode in October because he piqued my interest. And we just did that, you know, that took me, what, 10, 15 seconds. Um, and boom, the newsletter is is done. You're on to the next uh, thing. Right. Yeah. You, you sent one uh, just recently about uh, being in an airport. Yeah. And that was, that was completely, as soon as I read that, I thought, yeah, completely relatable. I mean, it's just everybody either has heard the story or they've been stuck in the airport in the last six months and had a terrible right. time. Yeah. Or, or we've seen it, even if you've never flown a plane in your life, Uh, again, people want to connect with people. It's actually really easy to be relatable. Chances are you've seen a movie where somebody was stuck at the airport. We've all seen Home Alone. It was really stressful when I think her name's Karen was, you know, in the airport, they're trying to run, you know, the kid gets lost. It's a very relatable story, right? And all I said in that email to Paul's point was, hey, I'm stuck in the airport. We were boarding and then they told us to get off the plane or whatever. Like anyway, what I really want to talk about is blah, 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 blah. Right. And is is there a danger that you're not making the connection or is it the fact that you're relatable doesn't need to be directly connected to what you're about to talk about or what you're about to tell them? I think that's such, I've never been asked that question. That's a great question. Y'all pause this, go leave a five-star review. This is a great host right here. <laughs> he's, he's asking the hard-hitting questions. Um, 
I think that it doesn't really matter if, you know, it's directly related. Of course, every now and again, you want to make sure people know, you know, you're the real estate investor or, you know, Liz is the email marketing lady. I want, I don't ever want people to forget what it is I'm talking about. Um, that's where that content piece of the, of the newsletter comes in. That's where, you know, you share that relatable fact or little tidbit about your life. And then you get into the content. Um, you don't want to stray too far from just being this relatable guy, unless you're Unless your website is like that relatable guy.com, you know, um, but we really want to, we want to stick to our content. Um, that's when, you know, you post out links to whatever it is uh, you're trying to get people to invest or sell or buy, excuse me. Um, or, you know, oh, I found this guy on Instagram. I really like what he's got to say about XYZ. Check him out so that the content is related to your industry, your niche, your thing. Um, but the, the personal updates, the relatability um, can be, uh, you know, can be more broad. And then asterisk, I've got one more thought about that. Um, when you are selling, when you're really in, like this is a completely, um, you know, sales driven email, or this is the time of the year that we're really pushing XYZ, that relatability should be very content um, specific. So for me, as an example, I'm, well, let's talk about just, you know, when I was in my RV travel days and I was trying to sell my course on RV maintenance uh, for a month before I would do the big launch, all I was talking about were the worst times uh, in my <laughs> RV history where my RV would break, right? I was only talking about that specific uh, struggle, obstacle, pain point. And of course it was very relatable so that when I offered the solution, it had been top of mind for them. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. I think, I think what you're saying is, and I, and I, I think what happens is people get hung up about this storytelling thing and they have, they think they have to be a great storyteller. And I think what you're saying is <clears throat> relatable is still a little bit of storytelling, but you're not making it, you know, five pages long what you're saying yeah. is here's a, here's a little snippet that will help you kind of understand who I am and, and build relationship but I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and tell you once upon a time and two yeah, hours later I'm to, still reading right we don't need to wax poetic we don't need to waste people's time uh you know I want you if you sit down to write an email or any piece of content really and suddenly you know you feel slightly anxious or something where it's like uh you know 10th grade English Mrs. Miller is behind you and she's like you know listen here son you you can't introduce a new concept if you haven't said it in the first two sentences and make sure you've got that beginning middle and end and oh my gosh your thesis what is your thesis right uh you know we all had that teacher right i want you to just tell her to be quiet to go away she didn't grow up in the internet and she doesn't know what she's talking about <laughs> you can be very short to the point share just, I love that word Paul used, snippet, and, you know, just freaking get on with what the heck you want to say. And I, I think you've really underlined an important point. We're writing for the internet now, not the thesis or the, yeah, right, the, essay, right. the essays that we all sweated over. Um, yeah, I think you, you just described every teacher I had, I think. But, um, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Paul. <laughs> and 
and so what I'm hearing as well is this shouldn't be, you know, hours and hours that you're spending producing an, an email. How, how no. long? How long can people expect to invest in? Yeah. I, and I realize I realize once you get into the flow, you're going to feel more. Sure, sure. So I love that Paul asked me this question. I actually, if you are in my community, I often give away prizes and the prize is usually a mug with my face on it. And it says, if you're, if it takes you longer than 20 minutes, you're doing it wrong. So I want you to take your newsletter and just, you know, put 20 minutes on the clock, do that, you know, greeting. Hello, Paul. Uh, personal update, right? Oh, you know, I just took my dog for a walk, but now I'm back uh, sitting here because I always email you on Tuesday afternoons and then segue into the content. Anyway, dot, 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 you know, and by just hit the caps button. If you're not a writer, hit the caps button. Anyway, dot, dot, dot. What I really want to talk to you about is you know, this new article I wrote or what the New York Times had to say last week about uh, the market, you know, whatever it is you actually think your people need that week, uh, whether it's content of yours, content of somebody else's, and then just get the heck out of there, you know, click here to read more or, you know, click over to the sales page if XYZ. Okay, you know, see you next week, Liz, right? right? Super simple. And and you make another good point is it doesn't need to be your content every time. Amen. A couple of questions I like to ask guests uh, before we wrap up and you can let people know how to find out more about what you do. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, personal brand uh, who, who inspires you or that you enjoy looking at following? Yeah, I do. Um, this, and this is, um, this will be very, it's one of those things like you, you're either going to be like, wow, I really like this girl or oh, what is the hell is she talking about? <laughs> I actually am really inspired by Marshall Mathers, AKA Eminem, AKA Slim Shady, the rap, the white guy, the white guy that raps way back in the day. And I'm really inspired by him because of his personal brand. So I just mentioned three of his names and he actually, if you follow his career over the last 35 years, he clearly very clearly plays three different characters and they're all different but they all you know encompass one brand and what he's been able to do especially as a uh, white person in a um, we'll just say black market right um, he's been able to you know do things his way find his own niche his own customers there's a line in one of his songs where he says I'm something like I'm doing this for the kids that X, Y, Z, like, I don't care about anyone else. And just to be bold enough to say that, to say like, Hey, this is who I'm in the market for. And, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. I'm not for you. I think, um, you know, it's something we could all learn from, right. It's like, Oh gosh, I want to sell to everybody. But you know, when you talk to everyone, no one listens. Right. So, that and on top of because he's been in the game for so long, I could talk about this all day uh, because he's been in the game for so long. He's actually breaking an incredible amount of records. Uh, just in 2022, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, he I believe he has or he is about to crack the top 10 best selling artists of all time in the entire world. Uh, he's probably coming for Elvis. 
Um, but it's because he won't stop creating content. He has something like almost 20 albums. At the time of this recording, he just released his second, uh, you know, compilation album of greatest hits. Uh, that's crap, the top 10 selling of, you know, of this month or whatever. And because he's, he won't give up, right? He keeps creating content. He keeps pushing it out there. He keeps evolving for the current times, right? The music he made 35 years ago is not what he's making now, but staying true to those characters he plays and who he is. Um, you know, he's like number one artist streamed on Spotify from the 90s. He's top three streamed on Spotify of all time. Um, and he just almost every day I follow something because I find it so fascinating. Music aside, um, he breaks a, a music record almost every single day now because he's just won't stop creating. And I think it's really inspirational from a business point of view um, to the fact that and I'm sure we've all seen this if you've been in business for over a year or more, uh, you know, it's very easy to pick up on a lot of people start, but not everybody keeps going. And we know the person that just keeps going gets to the top, becomes the CEO, becomes the developer of that county, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's just the guy that keeps pushing, keeps setting up the calls, keeps emailing, keeps building that list, keeps you know, making those connections, keeps doing the deals uh, that gets to the top. And that's why uh, as a personal brand, um, Eminem, as wild as that sounds, really inspires me. <laughs> I didn't know that much about him. That's amazing. Uh... Yeah, it's a very interesting, he's a very interesting character. And from a personal brand and business perspective, whoa, the marketing team behind him um, plus, you know, probably just his drive to keep creating is really inspirational. Hmm. Wonderful. Uh, do you have a favorite business book or podcast? Um, that's a little harder to answer. I follow a really low information diet, so I don't consume. I, I try to create more than I consume. But one of the greatest books I read, it was I think it was the first business book I ever read, was called... Um, Real Artists Don't Starve by Jeff Goins, rhymes with coins. Mm. Um, and it's all about how you can make money in this digital age and how, uh, you know, even at, if you identify as a creative person, how you can take whatever it is uh, that you create and sell it in the digital market and how, mm. uh, and the whole underlying theme throughout is how I think it was Michelangelo, you know, a lot of people probably think he was starving, but he was actually a very wealthy man and how, you know, artists, business owners, creatives, um, you know, we don't have to starve. We can actually thrive in this digital age. Right. Nice. And uh, are you, do you have a new tool or resource that you're enjoying using at the moment? Yeah, so you can't see me, but Paul can. I actually, we're in Zoom right now and I have a border and I have my name and my logo on the screen. I use something called Ecamm Live. It's actually a live streaming um, software for Macs, um, but I use it as a virtual camera. It has a virtual camera feature. So if you do a lot of uh, trainings, if you meet, if you do a lot of networking online, it really makes you stand out. Maybe in the show notes, we can have like a screenshot of what I'm talking about. Um, but even I do a lot of live trainings. And when Paul was talking about open rates and things, 
I could actually, if we were live and you could see me, I can actually flip through scenes and on my screen, I would be talking about open rates, different, um, you know, different metrics you would want to talk about. Um, and it allows you to basically be inside your presentation, to be inside your slides and you can switch throughout them um, and just have <laughs> a lot of fun. And it takes cool. you from... It takes you from just this guy, you know, on Facebook Live or on YouTube or even in a Zoom room to, oh my gosh, who is this person? I want to get to know them. It, uh, you know, it, it just, uh, it's the virtual definition of going the extra mile uh, with mm. online networking. Slightly better than those terrible background palm trees that Yes. <laughs> yeah. You can't see me, but it's not a virtual background. It's basically right. you create some slides and you can put yourself in them and it just looks really, really awesome. Especially if I'm doing one-on-one -on -one calls and someone asks me, oh, what do you think about subject lines? I can pull up the slides that I have on subject lines and suddenly they're like, wow, this lady's really prepared. When in reality, um, I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for your honesty on that. Uh, do you have a, a favorite quote? Um, a favorite quote? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a little bit of a story. Another person that I uh, really follow their personal brand, and it's really sad that he slapped someone this year, is Will Smith. I'm a huge fan. He's one of my childhood heroes. I actually have him right here on my mug. Um, I have Eminem <laughs> and uh, Will Smith on my mug. Um, I told you I'm 90s themed here. So one of the things he talks about was like, oh, how were you able to accomplish so much? Like you were the number one movie star in the world or whatever. And he said, uh, when I was a kid, and this is a longer quote, but it's an excellent story. You should YouTube it later. Um, my dad owned a building and he knocked down one of the walls and he told me and my brother to rebuild it. And, you know, we were kids and we're like, this is impossible. You cannot build a wall. And his dad came up and he said, look, you know, look, son, you don't build a wall. You just lay one brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. And soon you'll have a wall. And isn't that so true, Paul? You know, you don't just invest in real estate. You don't just build an email list. You don't just, you know, make your first million, right? You just do that one thing. You lay that one brick as perfectly as you can. And one day you'll look around and you're like, oh, holy crap, I did it. You know, and he says, he says, that's how I was able to do everything. Everyone was trying to build a wall, but I'm just trying to lay one brick. And that's all that I focus on. And then, you know, and now look at where I am. Wow. I love that. That's a great story. Excellent. So how can people mine. find out? <laughs> how can people find out more about you? How can they get your bright spot into their inbox? Yeah. Oh, thanks so much for asking. <laughs> so of course, I'm an email marketer. I would love to have you on my email list. You can go to LizWilcox.com. In the top right-hand corner, you're going to see a hot pink button. You can't miss it. Uh, when you hit that hot pink button, you're going to get 
three things all for free. So remember I told you about, uh, you know, you need a proper welcome sequence, one that shows off your personality, vision, and values. Well, you're going to get that already written for you. Plus, you're going to get three newsletter examples. So you can see what I mean by a 20-minute newsletter example. Like, how the heck am I going to write it in 20 minutes? It takes me seven days uh, to even get started. So you'll get three newsletter examples, one to show you how to get people to click, one to show you how to get people to reply to you, and one to show you how to make a sale in a newsletter. And if that's not enough, I know I said this wasn't the most important thing, uh, but I also give you 52 subject lines that have all garnered me a 40% open rate or higher pre-Apple iOS update, by the way. And you're going to get those for free because writing from scratch uh, really, really sucks. LizWilcox.com, hot pink button. You can't miss it. Wonderful. Thank you for that. We'll make sure that's in the, the show notes as well. And Liz, thank you for today. It's been really enlightening, great information. Uh, and I think you've inspired people to probably give it a try if they haven't or to, to up their game if they're already sending out sending out emails. So thank you for that and have yourself a brandtastic day. Yeah, awesome. I can't wait to see what you do with email. Thank you. If you enjoyed that episode of the Personally Brandtastic podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you went along to Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. And if you don't already follow and subscribe, I'd love it if you join us. Catch you next time on the Personally Brandtastic podcast.